0: Okay. Well, I want to say good morning to everybody here at today's adult Sunday school. We don't have a big crowd here today yet, but it gets bigger every... There's five of us here today in person, so that's great. Of course, then across the street, we have the men's Bible, or Sunday school lesson class that's in the front, and then Beth's uh, younger adult. Now, what what the determines the younger adult and the older adult. I guess it's the 60 and above age group that's here and the 50 and below is across the street. Uh, But anyway, we're glad that everybody's here, plus all the people listening on our virtual website or Facebook. As far as announcements are concerned, uh, I gave Carolyn a copy of something I noticed this morning when I got on the website. I keep forgetting that Kevin and Pastor John had put it, if you look at the website, when you bring it up, there's the home page and the gallery page, and then there's the news page. And uh, Kevin and Pastor John have done a real good job keeping us up on what the church is doing now and what's expected when we get here and what you can expect and what we're doing. So take a look at it. As far as any other announcements, I just want to remind everybody, I went by the crisis center the other day and got a copy of their uh, bulletin, which I'll put on the table, but it mainly talks about their crisis center needs. So in the month of July, they need lots of bath soap and then toothpaste. And then next month, uh they've got 2% milk from Dollar Tree. I don't quite understand that. I guess they have a deal with Dollar Tree. They come in 2% milk. Okay. I guess it's a dollar a quart, NFA. Oh, it comes in a box. Okay. Well, anyway, those are the needs at the crisis center. Kevin, uh, is there anything special or any words of wisdom you have for today?
1: Yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, just a couple of things. So first of all, I'd like to welcome everybody. Good morning. How are, how, I hope everybody's doing well and had a really good week. Um, but uh, but first of all, I want to apologize last week to anyone who may have been listening to the uh, to the, to the Sunday morning worship service. We had a little bit of network issue there about halfway through, and I think it cut our stream off. So uh, I do want to apologize about that. Unfortunate thing about working with technology is um, it kind of is what it is, and, and it has a mind of its own sometimes, and that's just one of the things we got to deal with. Um, I think our network just dropped here or something like that. But uh, but sorry about that, but you can go back and listen to the service in, in its entirety if you missed it and you want to go back and listen to it. Uh, it's obviously on our Facebook page and also over on our website it is audio only, so you won't see any of the slides that was up. Um, but, but I think the audio will will speak for itself. Uh, other thing I guess we need to pray and really keep keep the folks over in the witten Center our, our family over the over at the Witten Center and our thoughts and prayers are really having a hard time over there with a lot of stuff that's happened here recently uh, revolving around the covid situation and some things that have transpired over there I'm sure you've heard about all that in the news um, but just be sure you keep uh, keep keep your keep that family in our in your thoughts and prayers as we go forward through through this and the last thing and again I, I hate to, to kind of sound like a broken record here here but we had another really bad week uh, as far as the the COVID stuff is concerned had some really bad numbers come out and some really bad things happen um, you know I think we had unfortunately I think a, a small child passed away from it in, in, in our county and and things like that so um, so just want to continue to, to to remind you when you go out wear your mask wash your hands all that kind of stuff don't go out unless you have to etc cetera, etc cetera. I mean you we, we've kind of kind of beat that thing to death but i guess it, it doesn't hurt to to keep that uh, awareness in front of everybody to to be sure that we're doing the things we need to do um appreciate all their thoughts and prayers for uh for for, for pat as well she kind of had a rough week but i think she's doing a lot, a lot better today uh or here this later this week so um so everything seems to be going well now but uh but i got a lot of people asking me about it about her and and, and i know she certainly appreciates that and the family appreciates that too I
0: think that's all I got. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. As we,
1: uh, <clears throat> kind of move into our
0: prayers, I do want to, uh, also pray in uh, other announcements. Uh, Carolyn is going to bring the message next week. I'm going to kind of spread some things around. <clears throat> um, also, uh, let's keep, uh, Anna Barrett and her mom and dad and whoever else went with them in our prayers. Plus, congratulate her. She's, a uh, This is her first year, from what I understand, of her showing sheep. And she's, uh, so far she's won third place in her showmanship for sheep. I don't wanna say that too fast. But uh, she's down in, uh, let's see, it's Perry, Georgia, according to Anna Faye. And they're down there with Georgia youth, South Carolina and other states. And uh, of course some of these Kids have been down there for quite a few years, and this is her first year, so we want to congratulate her and also keep them in our prayers and our travels. <clears throat> Let's continue to keep, uh, uh, as Kevin said, Pat in our prayers and Felix. Anybody else special? Uh, if not, uh, let us open up a word of prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this day for the ability to worship with you. We thank you for the blessings you have bestowed upon us and praise you for your glory. Please watch over our leaders, our pastors, our Sunday school teachers, and those in charge of our local community. Lay upon their hearts your wisdom and guide them to help them on all the decisions that they make. Please watch over our six members, those unable to be here physically today also. Our special prayers is watch out for Felix, Miss Cook, and Pat, and the anonymous people that we do not know about. Please lay your healing grace upon them and those looking after them. Watch over us in our times of need and those who begin their vacations this summer. Be with them on their travels and help protect them to safely return to their home. And we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, and all the people said, amen. Now, today's lesson—excuse <clears throat> me, i am still got all the pollen and stuff, dust here, whatever. Anyway, today's lesson is from Daniel, and also next week, is, Carolyn's going to bring her uh, message. It's also from Daniel. You look on the uh, Sunday school lesson, and we're, we're just in the first chapter— We're just going to talk about a couple verses, but I really want to talk about some of the background and some of the history. You know, this is a very interesting book, but there's a lot of history and I think it kind of sets the stage if we learn about what's going on. We know from our previous lessons that the people of Jerusalem and Judea were finally all conquered and taken into exile and moved into Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. I want to read a couple things. I'm going to be in Daniel chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 and talk about them, talk about some other things and read some other verses. This is Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judea, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judea, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. <clears throat> I want you to notice, and I I really noticed this is when I am studying the lesson. If you notice what, verse 2, how it starts, it says, verse 2, and the Lord gave Jericho king of Judea into the hand, into his hand. In other words, <clears throat> it was God who delivered Jerusalem into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, You know, the lesson writers point out in today's lesson that this isn't a story of being conquered by a king or another nation. You know, it's not one powerful country taking over another powerful country. It's really a story, and I made a couple notes here. It's not the story of the people overcoming a powerful enemy, but it's a story of the beloved Israelites and the rebellious people, because of their rebellion, uh, God places discipline on them. And so He allowed this king to come in and take them over, because He's told them over and over. And we know from the stories. Uh, now, the book of Daniel we know is set in the during the times of the Babylonian exile. <clears throat> and it's worth noting if you really think about it. Uh, That once Daniel was, uh, once Daniel and all the other people were carried. At least Daniel, we're talking about Daniel. That Daniel, once he was carried into captivity, into exile, you know, he lived the the rest of his life in that foreign land. He never went back. Uh, Now, when Daniel and his friends were taken into Babylon, uh, from what I understand, that you know there were three groups. There was a group taken in about 1605. That's the first group. And that's, that's when Daniel and his buddies, these other three men, uh, Meshach, uh, yes, yeah, Shadrach and Amednego, my mind just went blank. You know, they were all about, from what I understand in Scripture, they were teenagers. Some people say they were 13. Some say they were 15. They, so for today's lesson, from what Steve knows, they were teenagers. And imagine, you all know it's a lot of teenagers, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. Imagine what it's like if, when you were that age if you were taken into captivity. So it really kind of sets the stage. Now we know that these men, and a lot of people, especially Daniel and his cohorts, <clears throat> they were from a noble family. They had a very good upbringing and they, they all knew what the law of Moses was, what they were to do, and how to properly uh, carry themselves. Now we know that another group went in exile about uh, 597 B.C. and then 587 B.C. we learned a couple weeks ago was when the Babylonians burned Jerusalem and including the temple and took all that stuff back what which I just read now as I said earlier think about the age um, so Daniel is brought in to this exile into Babylon Babylon and he's really facing these harsh realities of a war because that's really what happened there was a war a big war took place now as I just read Nebuchadnezzar you know, he attacked and invaded Jerusalem, and he was a very ruthless king. You know, he spared nothing and no one from his wrath. He took all the stuff out of the temple. Just think of uh, all the holy and the sacramental, the sacred items that he took from the Lord's temple and placed it in Nebuchadnezzar's pagan god shrines he had in, in Babylon. If you think about that as a war time, uh, the Jews of that community, as we would be too, they were probably, well, we know they were heartbroken and very discouraged because here the temple was destroyed and all the sacred artifacts captured. And by doing this to at least Nebuchadnezzar and some of his followers, he was showing them that his pagan god, my pagan god is more powerful than Israel's god. Of course we know that that's not true. Uh, now besides all these artifacts and things that Nebuchadnezzar took, he also took not only Daniel but he took the people, not all of them, but he took the best ones from what I understand and made them into slave labors. Now, many of the men captured during the battle, they'd be used as, from what I understand in my studies, and I'm going to talk more about that in a minute, the men were used, like, for uh, chariots and cavalry drivers, uh, used as soldiers, and the women, they become cooks and bakers. But I want to stop right here for a second and go back, because Scripture's always talking about something, and you go back into Scripture's, It'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. <clears throat> so I want to refer back to Samuel, First Samuel, chapter eight. And in this particular part of Samuel, this is where Samuel, well, the people said they want to have a king. In Samuel um, eight, sa- yeah, Samuel eight, chapter eight, verse six. Uh, The people were saying to Samuel in verse 6, give us a king. We want a king. But Samuel warned the people of Israel of the burdens associated with the kind of kingship that they wanted. He's warning them. And I want to read what was written here, 1 Samuel 6 to 13. Give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. Notice here, Samuel prayed to the Lord. 7. And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day I brought them out of Egypt, even to this day with which they have forsaken me and served others, so they are doing to you also. Verse 9, now therefore heed their voice. However, you shall solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the kings who will reign over them. So in verse 10, Samuel says, So Samuel took all the words of the Lord to the people who asked him for a king. And he said, quote, This will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for his own chariots and to be his horsemen. And some will run before his chariots. He will appoint captains over his thousands and captains over his fifties. He will set some to plow his ground and reap his harvest. And some will make his weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, and bakers. He goes on to say, you know, take the best of your fields. Samuel is here telling them, you want a king? Fine. But this is what the Lord says is going to happen. Now, when you read Daniel, man, it kind of gives you goosebumps because it's happening right then and there in the Scriptures. Um, and that's another thing today's pointing out to us. With <clears throat> You know, I put on the—I'm going to change charts here in a minute, but I have here in the, in the Sunday school room— Talk about faith and trust in the Lord. You know, if we're faithful to the Word of God, it gives us a lot of wisdom. Now here's, years before that, Samuel's telling these people what's going to happen. And here today as we read, this really happened. I think that's important for us, at least for me when I study Scripture, to realize that Scripture is it's really a living testament of what. Even though it happened then, same stuff happening today. Uh, Now, later in the book of Daniel, we'll see that the, uh, I'm gonna put another chart up if you would, uh, Kevin, let's see, yeah. Later in the book of Daniel, we'll see that the exiles were facing choices that would lead to potentially death consequences. But in this first story we're reading, it's more of a, it isn't as violent as what's going to happen. It's a more comfortable story to read. It's nothing, nothing real blood and gutsy in the story we're reading today. But I put on the chart here for for you can see, some of you can see it here for the virtual people. Today's story is more about temptation than terror. You know, terror's already happened, but now the people are in this. They're in Babylon. Daniel's in Babylon at this time with his uh, three other friends. And they've got some small choices to make. And these small choices, if they're not done right, uh, individuals will become further and further and further away from God. Uh, You know, the circumstances of the Israel people weren't so much of the torture at this time, it's the temptation. Now, one of the things that the writer of today's lesson wrote about is that there was a danger that the Israelis, the captors, the people who were brought in exile, they'd slip into the belief system the belief system of the Babylonians. Of course, that's what Nebuchadnezzar wanted. He wanted all these people to become Babylonians and worship the pagan gods. Uh, now sometimes it's easier for outsiders. Well, l- let me rephrase that. It was a would it be easier to remain as an outsider into this culture, or would it be easier? to blend with the culture. Well, on the chart here, I indicated, I knocked the microphone here, that the small choices that these people made, it, make, and we use Daniel's example, he made the right choices. He stayed close to God during the whole time. Uh, for some of the people, it'd probably been easier, we know the story we're gonna read, it'd been easier just to eat the food, make excuses, It'd be easier just to go along, get along with the wisdom of the world uh, than to stand up for your conviction. But Daniel and his friends, they stood up for their convictions. You know, that's, and I made a note here in my lesson material, as we think about the college graduates, especially the younger ones, uh, those individuals as many others are going to leave here with a good foundation. Uh, you know, that's our job as parents, teachers, grandparents, friends, to help these individuals build a firm foundation. So they understand their Christian beliefs. They have an understanding of the Bible and they're taking them out into the, into the real world. Uh, so they have these firm beliefs. So when, as we say, when all hell breaks loose, that they they, they they know how to react. Daniel, when he was brought in this, and his friends were brought in exile, Daniel didn't have to think twice. He knew. He knew what was right. He knew what God expected, and he knew what the law was, and he knows what what this? What the? Some of the circumstances could be for him not following the, the law. Now, the Babylon of Daniel's time was a dangerous time for these individuals. Now, it's not, and I'm going to. I'm kind of repeating myself, but i just want to make a point. It's not because of the lion den, or it wasn't because of the fiery furnace, which we'll read about later. <clears throat> the real danger. Uh, was a desire f- for the people, as I just mentioned, to become part of the Babylonian cosmopolitan culture. Uh, you know, Nebuchadnezzar wanted to brainwash all these boys into thinking what he would done the way they thought was right. Now, I'm gonna change the slide here again, be our last slide for today. Once all these individuals, and it's talked about here in uh, verses 3 through 5 and 7, but I put on the chart here, it kind of consolidated everything. Once Nebuchadnezzar had captured all these individuals and brought them back, I'm going to get my chart here so I can read it. He instructed his officials, his guards and his teachers of the captive men, that there were certain things they were, he wanted them to do. And Scripture talks about this. I kind of paraphrase a little bit here, but he instructed his officials that they needed to train these young men of the nations he had conquered. That's not only Daniel and his other friends, but other nations. He wanted them trained in the Babylonian language and the literature, teach them how to t- you know, how to talk uh, Babylonian, I guess, or Chaldean, whatever it was, teach them about their literature. So they'd learn the myths of the Babylonian gods and the stories of the Babylonian heroes. Uh, They'd also learn, he wanted these young men to be trained in how to govern under Babylonian law and how to move about in Babylonian society. One of the things he did, he appointed uh, daily provision of uh, the king's delicacies and the wine that he drank. And of course, at the end of the three years, he wanted them to be able to serve uh, before the king. He even gave him the names, he even changed their names uh, to those associated with the Babylonian society. I want to read part of uh, verse f- 5. Well, actually all of verse 5. It says, And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies, of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so they, at the end of time, they might serve before the king. It goes on to say changed their names. Daniel became Balthazar, and the other became Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now I'm going to continue on with today's lesson but there's a couple of things here I want to point out. Verse 8, And Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now listen to what verse 9 says. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and the goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Let me repeat that. And now God had brought Daniel into the favor and the goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. It just shows us here God's still in control. It's not Nebuchadnezzar. It goes on to say, and the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my Lord, the king who has appointed your food and drink for why should he see your faces look worse than the young man who are your age, then you endanger my head. Daniel goes on to say, So Daniel said to the stewards, whom he, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hannah, Misha, and Azara please test your servants for ten days. Let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young man who ate the portion of the king delicacies. and you shall see fit. So deal with your servants. So he contended with them in this manner, and tested them for 10 days. Now we know at the end of the 10 days these men were so much better looking and much more healthy than the others. Probably because they didn't drink so much meat and wine. But I guess one of the questions here that we all ask and I don't really know the answer either because scripture doesn't say it. Um, At least I haven't. It didn't pop out to me. Probably the... Well, we know the reason Daniel didn't do it because that's not what God wanted him to do. But we we know that one of the reasons he probably didn't want to eat the food is because it wasn't prepared the way as it was under the Hebrew law. But also that the meat that they were given, some of that meat had been part of meat being sacrificed to Babylonian gods and also accepting the hospitality of the king's table would have signaled that Dan, Daniel he accept what's going on. So what he did is he actually petitioned the guards uh, instead of demanding, just saying, "I'm not going to eat this food." He petitioned him. He's a little more, uh, I guess, uh, more diplomatic. And Daniel offered an alternative. Alternative. A an alternative, and the guard accepted it. Of course, the guard probably got all the food that Daniel didn't want to eat. Now, we know with God's help, as you read here in Scripture, Daniel and his friends, they mastered this Babylonian three-year training that they went through. Um, Because I want to read a couple things here at the end. Starts here in uh, 15. At the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portions of the king's delicacies. Thus the stewards took away their portion of the delicacies and the wine that they drank and gave them the vegetables. Goes on in 17. As for these four young men, God gave them, I'm going to repeat that again, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all the literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. We know at the end of the days, they were brought before the king. And the king said that they were tenfold, ten times better than the others. Now, <clears throat> it was only through God that... Daniel and his four friends gained all this knowledge. Plus, we know as you read further on in chapter 2, there was a critical test when uh, the interpretations of certain dreams and the predictions by the pagan, uh, I guess you'd call it, by the pagan literature uh, proved worthless. In other words, The Babylonian pagans and all this other, they could not interpret the dreams as well as what Daniel did. And the only reason for that is because God gave him that special revelation. God was the one that did this for Daniel. So, as I put here in the Sunday school room, faith and trust in the Lord, that's really the point of the lesson, I think. It showed the power of God. It also showed that these, Daniel, all four of these young Israelites, they could not be influenced 100% into the Babylonian culture. In other words, they kept their faith. They were faithful, their faithfulness to, at that time, the food laws gave them good health. Their faithfulness to the word that they were taught by their parents in the Word of God that they learned instead of the Babylonian literature gave them wisdom. In the New Testament in James, I want to read a couple things. In James 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. Now there's many blessings that Daniel knew about by being faithful to God. In our lives today we know that there are many blessings. We don't... I don't come to church to ask for blessings. I come to church because my heart leads me to church. And all of us come to church for because we want to come share our faith with others and praise God for what God has done for us. <clears throat> As I've mentioned many times before, if it wasn't for what God had done for me, I wouldn't be here today. Who knows where I would be? And many of you all have the same, similar stories in our life. But in Psalm 20, Excuse me, Psalm 37. We talk about the right, it talks about the heritage of the righteousness and the calamity of the wicked. I'm going to read, I encourage you this week to read all of Psalm 37. But it really talks about blessings that come to us from our faithfulness. In Psalm 37, verses 3 through 5, I'm going to read and then. 39 to 40. 3 to 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Then 39 to 40. But the salvation of the righteousness is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them, and he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trusted him, because they trusted him. Daniel and his men, they were delivered. Now, this is only the first story in Daniel. As we go on and read and study more, you'll see that under this comfortable story we had today, there's going to be a lot of terror, uh, a lot of scary things and violent stuff that's going to happen. But these men maintain their faithfulness. <clears throat> Excuse me for me getting hoarse here. I want to close with a word of prayer at the back of our book here today. Before we close, I want to wish you all, help you have a safe week, and that uh, after we close, you all got time to. Uh, Get yourself a drink of water, or if you're at home, get yourself another cup of coffee. Make sure you come back at 11 o'clock and listen to Pastor John and his sermon for today. Let us pray. God of grace and glory, on thy people pour thy power. Grant us wisdom and grant us courage for the living of these days. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a safe week and be careful.